welcome to the Colton and Joe Show, episode 99. Oh, so close to oh, so our, close. what will be Tuesday episode for you guys. Gotta mention it again. The schedule going forward will be this episode today, which will be Saturday for you guys, is our post-free agency power rankings. So, of course, all 32 NFL teams will be ranked <clears throat> according to how good we think they are after free agency. And then we're going to do our, our top, our 100 episodes in, our best and our worst takes episode there. So that'll be fun. And it'll be it'll be full of all the, all the best jokes and everything, all the fun stuff. Uh, yeah. It's more of an anniversary episode, a celebration of sports. And then the long-awaited mock draft will be coming on out for you guys on Thursday, the day of the first round of the draft. Because we are very scared that the Falcons are going to trade um, back, and our mock draft episode is going to be recorded, and then we're going to be wrong just because we didn't know that the trade happened. So we're waiting till the very last minute to record yeah. that episode. It's been long awaited. We just we had a small short discussion. Hopefully, we didn't give too much of our uh, our draft mock draft plans away just right now. But mm-hmm. it'll be interesting. I'm very excited for it, of course. Um, but yeah, me me too, me too. Um, but yeah, like you said, the Falcons pick is the thing. Cause like, I've got uh, like a, a pick in my mind for if the Falcons keep it, but then if they trade it away, that would not only, you know, a new, a new pick being there at number four. Also that changes who the Dolphins are going to be selecting and the, the Chargers that would change and probably the Panthers was just like all the picks from then on are going to be completely changed by w- within the Falcons draft. So I don't want to, we don't want to make our, our pick centered around, this player being gone at four, and then, you know, all of a sudden he's not gone at four, and the entire first 15 picks are, you know, out the window. So we're, yeah. we're waiting until the last second until we, we know for sure what's going on with the Falcons. So trying to be smart about it. But um, <laughs> past two days we were on, on a um, – you, you last heard on Thursday. It'll be Saturday when you're hearing this one. So, um, Joe, what have you been up to? Past two days, how how you been? Yeah, absolutely nothing. Um, uh, today was like a hat day for something because some that's it's super sad. The most exciting things happened pretty much. Yeah, there was there was a hat day of of sorts at our school because one of the other schools in our surrounding areas principal like got in a car crash or something. Ooh. So I don't know. I got to wear the Steeler hat, a Steeler fit today. So it was it was nice for the most part. Um. There was a track invitational today, but it's like it was like super exclusive, and only like the best kids got to go because it was really big meet. So I, I wasn't there, but a couple kids from the team broke some school records. Uh, so I was happy about. It. That's fun to hear, you know, because yeah, you know, yeah. it's nice. Team teammates gotta gotta be happy for him. I wish I wish I could could have gone, but like I'm not gonna go and get like I would legitimately get last place because I'm not that bad. <laughs> but it, you know. Nice. That's pretty much what's been going on the past couple of days. What about you? It's been it's been an interesting, not really that interesting. Um, I've been moving, moving somebody else. Um, somebody from our church, um, is moving. So I've been over at their house the past two days, moving them or getting their stuff packed up into U-hauls and boxes and stuff. And then tomorrow I got to go to my aunt's house and move her into a new place. So it's just a lot of heavy lifting over the past <laughs> this week. Lots of lots of heavy lifting, but since we have virtual school, I got to take uh, Thursday off to go help her move. Well, we don't have school on Wednesdays, so I, but I got to take Thursday off and then went went out to breakfast with some friends and uh, went and helped the woman move again. 
Chaz. Jen knows what's up. <laughs> it's it's a little bit of an inside joke there. You guys, it's, yeah, you guys wouldn't know. But it's a bit of an inside. But uh, yeah, just just uh, moving. A lot of heavy lifting past past two days, and I guess the next day or two. So boring stuff, but nice to mm-hmm. be helpful. So yeah, yeah, yeah it's good to hear. I was I was out helping my dad today with a little bit of, a little bit of work just after school ended. Yeah, because there was the meet today. There was no track practice, but I just went and ran. I have a couple kids. That I know that are in eighth grade, um, that are gonna be in ninth grade next year. So they're they're not like annoying eighth graders. Like there's a lot of really annoying eighth graders. That's why I don't really. But like this, I was just showed up and just ran a few laps with those guys because they're pretty funny. Um, mm-hmm. But I knew them from other extracurricular activities, so like it was fun. And I know the middle school coach is like a teacher in the high school, so. He let me run. He let me do that. And I guess it's fun because when I'm in the high school, I have to try super hard. And I like don't normally like if we're running, you know, in a with if I'm running in practice with like four other kids, then I'm probably not going to get first place, you know. But I'm running with four other kids from the middle school, and I like don't even have to try that hard, and I'm getting first place because they're two years younger than me. So it's fun. It's a fun time. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not, nothing has really gone on. But yeah, it's just, just school and, and stuff like that. So. Yeah. So I guess with that we hop into the news. Um, there isn't much of it. It's only been two days, but um, we had a dump of news. That was our episode, just the news dump from 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 two days ago. So now we're on here. There's only four pieces. Um, but the big one that just came out today, a couple of hours ago, um, Kansas City has traded for Baltimore offensive tackle Orlando Brown Jr. Um, we saw that Orlando Brown actually requested a trade a couple a couple weeks or about a month ago at this point. Um, because he was moved to left tackle, and he wanted to make left tackle money, which he wasn't making. So he requested a trade. You know, a big long, big long explanation. We've already talked about it, but he gets traded to Kansas City. So the full trade details: um, Kansas City receives Orlando Brown Jr., a 2021 second round pick and a 2022 sixth round pick. Um, the Baltimore Ravens receive the uh, Kansas City first round pick from this season, which is 31st overall. The 91st overall third round pick. 136th overall, fourth-round pick, and a 2022 fifth-round pick. So a good payout for Orlando. Um, a guy that wanted out, you already you signed Kevin Zietler to try to replace him in free agency. Um, Brown goes to Kansas City, but I'm not a fan of the move for, for Baltimore because, really, Kansas City is the top dog in the AFC, right? And Baltimore is kind of one of the, like, 1B teams, right? They're a team that, that, we, that we know could potentially, you know, win the AFC, make a Super Bowl, mm-hmm. but they're going to have to go through KC to do it. And we finally are seeing a hole in KC's roster for the first time in a few years at offensive tackle. And Baltimore, a team that's trying would theoretically be trying to the gap and take advantage of that, gives them the piece to fill that hole. So, you know, as much as it is a good deal for Baltimore and they get, you know, another first round pick out of it, I feel like it I would have done everything I could to trade that to anyone besides Kansas City if I was Baltimore. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I read an article on this, and it, it basically they were talking about how, <clears throat> for one, the like possible return on Orlando Brown must have been really low because the Chiefs are like, yeah, are like one of those teams that you know you know you don't normally want to trade to like quote rivals. They're not really rivals, but just like you said, they're like they're the two top competitors for the AFC right now, loaded rosters. Um, that and that is like it's probably the best return you're gonna get. But you know, it's it's really stinks because it's just it's like everything's perfect about it for like the, the the Ravens. You know, they get a good return for a player that was probably going to leave in free agency at the end of the year any anyway. Uh, but <laughs> it's just to a team. Yeah, you mentioned it's kind of stinks that you have to give them a good like a really solid offensive line piece there to fill a 
fulfill the need. So yeah, yeah, yeah. it's an interesting move, honestly, by both sides. But it's not it's not terrible for either side. I think it's better for the I Ravens. Like it for KC. I, mean, I think I, it's better for KC. That's what I meant. I like it for KC because I mean, really, they only have one actual hole in the roster that really needs to be filled, and that's offensive tackle. And Orlando Brown is young, and he's better than anyone you're going to get in th- with the 31st overall pick. So I'm completely fine yeah. with that for, for Kansas City, but it's just a bit interesting for Baltimore. I won't say bad, but I'll say interesting. Yeah, it's yeah, it's a good return. It's just weird that you had they trade into the to KC like that. So Yeah. Yeah, it, it, like it's an overall pretty good move, but like I don't hate it for either sides. I like it for KC. I don't really love it for the Ravens, but yeah, yeah. Same, same ordeal. Um, so with the Ravens, also um, they got a visit and are expected to sign former Steelers tackle Alejandro Villanueva, um, a former Pro Bowler. You saw him be very good for for multiple seasons. He's humongous. He's like six eight. <laughs> like he's a huge dude. Um, but he kind of he kind of has been seeing a. a decline in his play these past these past two seasons the Steelers ended up letting him walk and he's expected to sign with the rival Baltimore Ravens um our respect to Villanueva from from us as Steelers fans at least for me um he's a military soldier you know a very decorated military soldier was uh practice squad tight end for a couple of teams and then um came into the Steelers offensive tackle and just lit it up pro bowler starter for you know four years or so um Mm-hmm. And yeah, he's 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 a, he's had a productive career so far. So I, I definitely wish him the best in Baltimore. And I don't know if he'll start. Maybe they'll move somebody to guard between um, Villanueva, uh, Ronnie Stanley, and Kevin Zietler, or maybe they just Villanueva is just a depth piece. We'll see how they want to structure that there. But either way, as as many as many good offensive linemen as you can get, you know, it's never a bad thing to have too many alignment. So yeah, definitely. <clears throat> yeah, it was it was pretty sad to see him go. There's a lot of he was part of that really, really dominant offensive line for the Steelers for years there. And, of course, you know, there's a lot of respect for the military men and everything. Yes. But, yeah, it's it's a little bit a little bit disheartening to see him go to your ultimate rivals, the Ravens, there. But I wish him all the best. He definitely, as you mentioned, definitely, like, it hasn't been as dominant as he has been in recent years. Because he is so big, you know, you have to be agile to an extent. Or you're just mm-hmm. a really big guy out there. And as you get a little bit older, you know, you lose that agility and you lose that speed a little bit. So he hasn't been as good. He hasn't been bad by any means. But he just hasn't been as good as he used to be. So this Steelers line is going to look a lot different than it has in the years prior. Pouncey left um, to retirement. Now Villanueva's gone. Ramon Foster retired. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, the only week one starter that's returning is DeCastro, right? Yeah, I'm... That's I mean, what I yeah, because I mean, currently, what would before Tyler's the draft? Gone. I believe it would be it would be um, the tackles would probably be Banner, Zach Banner, and Okorafor. The guards yeah. would be DeCastro and Dotson, and then I guess Finney at center. I guess. I currently, we're gonna draft. I'm sure we'll draft a no lineman. Whether or not he'll start, I'm not sure. But yeah, Finney is now. I mean, yeah, that would DeCastro would be the only returning starter on the O line. I mean, Okorafor started most of the season, but week one yeah. starter. Um, it would just be DeCastro. So. Yeah, because Banner missed a lot of last year because of injury. Yeah, Banner was injured like first game, like torn ACL. I feel season. bad about that because Banner worked, Zach Banner worked so hard because mm-hmm. he was he was back, he was like a nobody. He was a he was a pretty high round draft bust if I remember correctly. And then the Steelers really? signed him. I, don't know. I think he I think he was might have been like I'm not sure to be honest, but I, he's from I know he's from UCLA. Yeah, and he sh- showed up. He almost didn't make the roster. 
Yeah, Zach Banner was actually that's the is this the right Zach Banner? Okay, he looks like the Colts um in the fourth round. From okay, never USC. Mind. Not exact. I knew he was from USC. Not exactly a high round draft bust, but either way, the the story is still the same. He was signed to the Steelers as a free agent in the in an off season, uh, and he worked his butt off from uh, almost not making the roster to now a pretty important player coming back in his third year as a Pittsburgh Steeler, if I remember correctly, a fan favorite. But I guess we're not. This is not a Zach Banner news piece, but I'm. The line could either be surprisingly good next year or very disappointing. Or understandably bad. Yeah. Do- I mean, Dotson's good. We know Dotson's good. Chukawama Okor for is certainly... Um, he's shown flashes. I think he, he's an interesting He's shown flashes. I was going to say, there's been ups and downs with his play. And PFF has him as pretty average. But, you know, he's still young. And though there's, the Steelers have a pretty good O-line coach. Not as good as Monshack, but the new replacement isn't isn't terrible <laughs> like he's definitely done some work with Dotson, and he Dotson played well this year yes, but yeah you know. as i mentioned last episode um as Steelers fans i as a Steelers fan i pray for walker little in like the yeah. third round oh uh, that's my ultimate that's my ultimate hope but um yeah i, I know because you mentioned him i looked up his highlights that man when he playing was a beast uh, he, oh, a yeah. human wrecking there <laughs> so yeah that'd be sick if he's Obviously, yeah, it's a big this, risk for sure. It's a big risk, but don't get me wrong. A third round he was at one time a beast, but he has not played it, so it's still a very risky pick. But it's one that I'm willing to take. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the third round pick for someone that has that potential is, I'd say, for my for my general manager ex, uh, experience, I'd say that's worth it. But <laughs> yes, yes. Um, so next piece of news, uh, small smaller piece of news: San Francisco 49ers are signing former. Raiders defensive tackle Maurice Hurst. I'm um, just getting that defensive line, the interior defensive line, shirt up a little bit with Eric Armstead and uh, the return of Nick Bosa on on the edge. Just getting a little bit more of a of a run presence there to go with Fred Warner and the linebackers. So good move, you know, under the radar, interesting, but nothing nothing too important. Yeah. Um. And last isn't really like news news, but it's, it's a quote that's come out. So with last episode, I was talking about the um, approval of the NFL rules of single-digit numbers for all skill position players. The NFL's most important player, uh, Tom Brady, has come out with some extreme dislike for the new rules. He had lots of quotes saying how he thought it was a very bad rule, one of them being, quote, good luck trying to block the right people now going to make for a lot of bad football. And this is kind of a situation that I, I didn't think of. And I'm not saying that I agree with Tom Brady. I think to an extent he may be blowing this out of proportion a bit. Um, but this is not something that I, th- I didn't think of. Like, I never thought to myself, like, a QB looks at the field and they're like, looks at these players and like, hmm, is this, like, this is a linebacker in coverage because he's wearing number 90. Like, maybe I should expose this linebacker in coverage because... I can see very clearly he's a linebacker. He's number 90. And eventually they'll adjust. You know what I mean? You're just, it's just going to yeah. be a little bit deeper of a scouting report. And you're going to have to maybe remember a couple numbers and be like, okay, I remember this line. They have a linebacker that's number nine. But I feel like linebackers are exactly built like defensive backs the majority of the time either. But, you know, yeah. obviously they're a lot more stout a lot of the time. But yeah, I, I, yeah, it's, I understand what he's saying. And like, I, I get what he's trying to say. It's going to be difficult maybe for O linemen to try to block linebackers or versus like see their assignments or 
Well, whatever. I, I get where he's coming from, but I, I do think he may be blowing it a bit out of proportion. Yeah. So he, what do I know? He is the greatest quarterback of all time. So. <laughs> yeah, I, like I see it, but it's not like if I like if I thought of that, I wouldn't be like that's. I wouldn't think that's the end of the world. But yeah, obviously, I have no uh, on-field experience when it comes to playing football, so I wouldn't know. <laughs> yeah. So. With that, we get into our pre-draft power rankings, which is the point of this episode. So just want to clarify, this is before the draft, obviously, as you know. So though though we know that like uh, Trevor and, and Zach Wilson are going to be taken one and two, um, we're mocking it as if we did not know. Um, this is just as of right now. If there were, like, say the NFL draft did not happen, this would be our power. Like, they, they just decided there's no NFL draft this year. Uh, this is our power ranking, basically. So maybe you, you know, there's going to be a couple teams that you think are probably too low because of their projected draft, but um, they won't be. Uh, <laughs> later we'll do. I'm sure we'll do like a, a preseason power ranking or something later, which will obviously incorporate the 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 drafted players. But we're going to do our normal our normal format here, where we go uh, four at a time, start from the bottom, um, and I'll start us off here with my bottom four. So in dead last place, um, it's going to sound maybe a little bit weird at first, but probably not. The Texans, I have a dead last in 32. Um, because though though they still have Deshaun Watson, um, I believe that he will not play for the Texans. Um, I, I believe that Deshaun Watson will not play for the Texans, even if they don't trade him or release him or anything of the sort. I think he's I'm going sure to sit out. allowed to play. <laughs> No, yeah, there's a lot of allegations with the allegations. More with the, a lot of stuffs coming out about the allegation. For one, it's very sketchy that all those all those masseuses are under the same lawyer, um, which is weird. <laughs> the dude's sketchy for one. Like a lot of like evidence was failed to be provided, and with that st- information's coming out, a lot of them are actually getting sued in their own rights because during the court. Guy. Like during the trials, it was found out that a lot of these masseuses did not actually have a massage license and were operating massages. So there were illegal masseuses that were operating on the John Watson. So they are getting in trouble now, and the, the script is being flipped. And uh, there's already been, you know, some of his, some of the clients have already backed down and drawn out of their allegations. So I'm not, I, obviously, still, I'm not going to say he did it. He didn't do it because that's not my place. I don't know anything about the scenario, but, um, it's a little bit. It's, it's a little bit sketchy. Yeah. But whether he's allowed to or not, I don't think Deshaun Watson will play. That's just my opinion. Yeah, but, yeah, I'm not sure about that. So the Texans yeah. are my last place team. Um, my my thirty first team is one that's going to be weird and come preseason power rankings they'll be higher. Uh, Jacksonville at thirty one for me um, because currently it's it's Gardner Minshew and I'm you know we're both a little higher on Gardner Minshew than a lot of people but I just can't put them that high without a QB you know without a real QB that. I believe has any sort of potential to be like a quality starter. Jacksonville at 31. Obviously, when they get Trevor Lawrence, we all know they're going to get Trevor Lawrence, but we are obviously here acting like they're not getting Trevor. I'm like, what are they right now? Without Trevor Lawrence right now, I believe they're the 31st best team in the league. Um, they went 1 and 15 last season, and, you know, they, they swapped some receivers out. They slightly upgraded the receiver again, <laughs> um, and they, they got. One solid corner, and that's really all that. Not all, all this happened in Jacksonville, so I, I they didn't move up for me. Thirty-one, they'll definitely move up if we do, when we do our preseason power rankings, which we'll do at some point. Um, when obviously Trevor Lawrence is in the building, they will go up. <laughs> um, but for now, thirty-one. Um, thirty. Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, just just a bad football team overall. Jalen, I'm not. We're neither of us seem to be very high on Jalen Hurts. Um, 
I'm I've never been high on Miles Sanders. He's a good running back, but or yeah, but he's nothing special in my opinion. Their receiving core is atrocious. Um, currently, currently, they, they, I think they'll probably draft a wide receiver in the first round. But currently, their their starting three wide receivers would be Jalen Rager, Greg Ward, and Travis Fulgham, which in my opinion would be far and away uh, the worst wide receiver trio in football. Um, their offensive line really- is good, but very, very old. Um, very old offensive line with Jason Kelsey, Jason Peters, um, Lane Johnson. Very old offensive line. The defense, though, it's they have Slay and they have Fletcher Cox. It, it was awful last season, and they still go out and lose uh, Jalen Mills to the Patriots. They lost to starting linebacker Nathan Jerry, who, you know, he was a starter. I'm not going to say he was amazing, but he was a starter. Um, the, things are looking bad in Philly for the year. And uh, 29, the Detroit Lions for me. Um, they they swap out their franchise QB Matt Stafford for Jared Goff, who you know the Goff has potential. Um, it's uh, it is a downgrade for sure. Um, Peterson's no longer in the building. They they lost their top two wide receivers, Kenny Galladay, Marvin Jones. Um, their defense was not good last season. Then they lose Trufant, their number one corner. Um, things are are bad in Detroit. They're going to be interesting to watch just because you know I, I don't even know how things are going to operate. Hawkinson's going to be getting the ball a lot, and that'll be it's always going to be interesting to see like a tight end led offense. You know whether you enjoy it or not, it's interesting. I I like DeAndre Swift. I'm a fan. I think he's pretty fun to watch. So I'll, I'll be tuning a few Lions games for sure. But um, 29th team for me. So uh, Texans at 32, Jaguars at 31, Eagles at 30, Lions at 29. Um. Yeah, so I also had the Texans at 32, as you mentioned. And Sean Watson's not is like in all likelihood not going to be playing Week One, <clears throat> as well as they did lose. They they had a very interesting offseason. They didn't really like get many good players, but they got a lot of like starting caliber players, which was probably better than what they had before. Either way, still awful, awful roster at the moment. So <clears throat> yeah, not not a pre-sight. At 31, I actually have the Lions, although. I do. I would stick with you. I think it's going to be very interesting to watch them and their new like team persona with their their new coach. Their coach is <laughs> um, weird. I know. They, but it, it'll be it'll be interesting. I want to see what they. And I like. I I think I'm higher on Jared Goff than most. I feel like I don't really talk about that that much. I think I feel Jared like Goff, he's a bad QB, but I think they. I I definitely think. I think we can I, agree that they downgrade. Oh yeah. Yes. I. I well, it's a better. You know, the Stafford was old. Goff is obviously very young. It's still for the current in terms of record for this season. It's a downgrade. Yes, I I agree. And also, he's not like a guy who's going to carry a team. Mm-hmm. And I think it, it could get really ugly with Goff in the wide receiver core that they have right now. <laughs> and well, the yeah, offensive. They're, they're starting receivers like Brashad Perryman, um, Quentin Sear, Quintez Cephas, and. Somebody, oh, and Tyrell Williams. So yeah. that, though Tyrell Williams is, you know, solid wide receiver. Um, it's an ugly, it's an ugly receiving course. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So pre-draft, this team is real. I just think it's, I think it's going to be really ugly on offense and on defense. It's not anything that's going to be left pretty either. So thirty-one for them. <clears throat> At thirty, I have the Jaguars as well. Also, yeah, as you mentioned, with with a new quarterback, Trevor Lawrence, the team could be a lot better. Well, the team team will be a lot better. But right now, yeah, you got Minshew, who's not exactly like <laughs> he's no star quarterback, and he's no Trevor, he's no prospect like Trevor Lawrence. Yes. Um, wide receiver core, you know, that was supplemented a little bit in free agency, but they lost a few younger guys. Um, overall, I was looking at this improvement index after free agency draft is the official title. Um, 
so it uses wins above replacement, aka war, um, and then they using that statistic they calculated a uh, number negative ten through ten to see <clears throat> how good your uh, your offseason was with free agency. That's as of March sixteenth, so it's pretty early, but it is most of it holds true. <clears throat> and they had the Jaguars getting a lot worse, so yeah, that say that with what you will, but even you know. 30, 30, I mean, 29, I mean, 30, it is 30. It's not too awful to have them there. And then 29, actually, the Falcons. So they were they were pretty ugly last year. So they, they definitely made some free agency moves. But I don't know. I just thought the free agency wasn't, I thought the free agency, like, didn't impress me that much with what they needed. Um, they didn't really do anything with their <clears throat> their aging stars. That was rumored a lot. Something was going to happen with, happen with, with Matty Ice and Julio. None of, nothing happened, which isn't like, isn't bad, but you're not really putting yourself in a position like you're not like deciding your future in a sense. If you like, you know, either you want to go after and make your team younger and stick with the younger, like make a younger squad or stick with the older guys, you know, but they didn't really choose a decision. They went ahead their team. They were the fourth um, team that got the worst with a, with an improvement index of negative uh, three point like eight or something. It's uh numbers are pretty small, <laughs> but either way, I took that into account. I didn't. I also didn't think they were. I wasn't like too terribly impressed with their off with their uh, off season. So mm-hmm. twenty nine from thirty two to twenty nine. Texans, Lions, Jacks, um, the Jacksonville Jaguars, and then the Falcons. All right. I like it. I like it. Um, twenty eight for me is the Jets. Um, I mean, like their their current starting QB, if which just QBs on the roster is, I believe, James Morgan. Um, have you ever heard of him? Probably not. Um, but. <laughs> It's just they're they're still they've got more talent on offense than a lot of the teams below them. They still have they brought in Tevin Coleman in the running game, which obviously isn't amazing, but he's better than what they had last season with Frank Gore and Lamichael Piran. Uh, they have currently Corey Davis, who could have been a one thousand yard receiver last year, probably would have been if it had not been for the one missed game. Um, and Crowder to go with, and Denzel Mims, Chris Herndon, back then on the O line, and, and a solid defense, um, piece wise. Uh, and you know they're without a QB, I can't put them very high, but I think they're a more talented overall roster than a team like Jacksonville, who also doesn't have a QB. Um, so the Jets at twenty eight, twenty seven is uh, the Bengals for me currently. They could definitely they're they're another team that I think will move up higher whether it be whichever one of the two, Panay Sewell or Jamar Chase, that they'll most likely be drafting. Um, they'll, they'll definitely be moving up. Um, they lost they lost Carl Lawson, which was big. They lost William Jackson, which was big. Um, they brought in, you know, one O-lineman, Riley Reef. They could bring in Sewell, and even if they don't, they'll probably address O-line in rounds two through four, two through two and three, whatever it may be. But they, they, they lost some important pieces. But then they brought in guys like Trey Hendrickson to, to supplement it. You know, they could bring in another wide receiver to go with uh, Higgins and Boyd. They lost their, their franchise guy, A.J. Green. But you know, 27 for now. It, it will tra- change with draft. Um, 26 is where I have the Falcons. Um, like you said, they were a bit indecisive, but they'll probably, there's a chance that you know the trading of this fourth pick should make things a little bit more decisive, depending on what the depending on what the package is. You know, what I mean, I mean, even if they don't trade it at four, realistically, you could get Justin Fields at four, and there's your yeah. decision, right? If you they decide to stick with stick with it, go the homegrown Justin Fields at four. There's a decision. You know, what I mean, you could you could go Kyle Pitts, 
you could uh, go get Panay Sewell and have your offensive line shirt up for the next decade or at least have hopefully one great offensive lineman for the next decade. You know, there's a lot of ways they could go with the fourth pick. I think they will trade it, but um, it'll be interesting. They're a team that could go up or down depending on draft, um, depending on their draft position and scenario there. And uh, at 25, I have uh, the Denver Broncos. Um a team that I w- we were both very high on last season. I think we both predicted him to go 10-6 and six and make the playoffs. But Drew Locke is not the guy, in my opinion. Uh, you may think differently. I think Drew Locke is not the guy. I was never high on Drew Locke, but I didn't really have any reasoning for it before. <laughs> I just kind of I just didn't see it in him. And I guess he just looked really bad this season. So I, he led the league in turnovers this season. So, I mean, I can total turnovers, including fumbles, that is. So I can I've – got, I've got my issues there for him. Um, but other than that, I mean, they're not a bad roster per se. We'll, we'll see how Von Miller is able to come back. They got um, Fuller, the corner, which is obviously a very good pickup. Um, you know, they're not an untalented team. It's just the, the QB situation there. Uh, but like I said, the same thing with the Jets and the Jaguars. I'm not going to rank you really high without a QB, but I feel the Broncos' record is better. Or the Broncos' team around the QB is better than that of the other teams that didn't have the QB, which is why the Broncos are 25. So uh, 28 through 25, Jets, Bengals, Falcons, Broncos. All right. <clears throat> so one team, we pretty much have the same exact uh, list here, a little bit different, but <clears throat> one team is out of the, the ordinary here. So I have the Las Vegas Raiders at 28. So for one, I was I was like, I got one of the predictions right. I got the Ningak, uh, Yannick Ngaku to the Raiders as my correct prediction. And that's awesome. That that's, that was cool. Other than that, the rest, for one, even with that, <clears throat> it filled the need. But he is no, he's no like superstar player. Like I'm not sure if it's really like a great addition. I like the fit, but the more I think about it, I like it a little bit less. <laughs> they, uh, they snagged a running back. They um, Kenyon Drake, which is a running back I like, but it doesn't. I don't know why you need a like but the running not back a addition. Move. Not a necessary move. Uh, yeah, I completely agree there. Um, according to the index, they got a little bit worse. Um, but I just, I don't like it. And I look at their team and I just, I see like players there that like could be, could be good or it could get really ugly in, in Vegas this year. And I don't know why I just, I looked at this and I, I had, I was looking at the teams and I just thought I'd, I'd rather have the teams above them. Even with, I guess the jets, I had the jets at 27, which is kind of stupid because they do have backup quarterbacks in, in this certain scenario, but you know, <laughs> we gotta make some compromises here and there. And the rest of the it team, is it is. they got improved a lot. Um, the Jets just added added pieces here, there, and everywhere. They missed out on a big name wide receiver. I thought, I honestly, as sad as it pained me, and even though I technically predicted Juju Smith-Schuster to go to the, um, Green to Bay, go to, right? yeah, Green Bay. <laughs> and I didn't want that to happen. I'm very happy he came out of the season. In the back of my head, I couldn't help but think he was going to go to the Jets. Um, I thought Joe Thune was a walk to the Jets, for sure. Yeah, and they missed out on a few big names. But they got a really a couple, a lot of really solid pieces. Again, another team that certainly is going to go a lot higher um, for most people in a, in a power ranking like this after the draft once they get Trevor Lawrence in all likelihood and some later round like, players. Zach, Zach Wilson in all likelihood. Okay, that's what I meant. <laughs> but you know, you know what I meant. Once they once they get those, it's a it's very tentative at the moment. But so then at, at twenty six, I have the Eagles. Um, you had hit them a little bit different there. Definitely 
<laughs> definitely makes a lot of sense. Yeah, Hertz is not like I don't think he's bad, but he's, def he's definitely not. I'm not like terribly high on Jalen Hurts. Yeah. Uh, the defense is pretty good. Like the defense has has players, but it played so bad last year. The wide receiver core is bad. This is this is a rough time in Philly right now. And then the Broncos, <clears throat> the Broncos at what would be 25. 25. Yeah. So the Broncos there. Yeah, I like I'm very high on the roster except for Drew Locke, which I, who I was very high on. But sadly enough, he can he he lost all my faith in him. He just played so bad. He had a little stretch of injury, and uh, it's it's tough because I really thought I really was was hoping he'd go out. The big the tenacious, bigger armed quarterback there. He couldn't he couldn't get it under control. And the thing is, he has a, he's a sick wide receiving core, a nice tight end, a first round tight end that they drafted for him in reality. And you know, it's it's tough. And it's sad. I was I was disappointed because I really thought it could be an exciting team to watch. Um, but you know, yeah. At this, at this point, I have them pretty low there. So I have the Raiders, Jets, Eagles, and then Broncos. Yeah, yeah. And twenty four is where I have the Raiders here. Um, they were almost almost a playoff team last season. And as you all know, that credit for me, I was giving the credit to the O line. I maintained throughout the whole season that they had an amazing O line, a top five O line. And what do they do? They get rid of every O-lineman except for one. Rodney Hudson gets traded. Um, Richie Incognito gets released. Gabe Jackson gets traded. Um, Trent Brown gets traded. And now it's just Colton McKivitz on that O-line. So you, like I, I've said before, well, maybe you think they're going to a pass-heavy, pass-attack offense, and then they go sign Kenyon Drake. So why? I don't know. I don't get it at all. Their, their free agency is just so odd. Um, I, I really don't know what to think about it. The, you know, then they went out and got a big name and, and Yannick Ngakwe. So I, I, I don't really know what, what to think about the Raiders right now. The 24, um, really like best I can do for the Raiders. Um, 23, I have the Panthers. Um, it's felt like a good spot for them just cause I'm not sure, you know, I'm high on Sam Donald as you all know, I'm higher than a lot of people, but I need to see it. You know what I mean? And while I believe that they can be better with Sam Darnold, um, I, I need to see it first. I'm not willing to just be like, yeah, they're going to be good with Sam Darnold. I'm not willing to say that after the, after the the poor seasons that Sam Darnold has had over the past couple years. I'm not willing to just believe that he's going to make them better. I need I need to see it with my eyes. You know, I think he can do it, but That's I'm going to need to see it. I'm going to need to see it. I have the Panthers a little bit higher than that, but mm -hmm. yeah, as I always do. I mean, what what else do you expect? <laughs> it's understandable. I have the Falcons higher than so. Yeah, we always it's, have our teams. Yeah, for sure, for sure. But I, I'm going to need to see from the Panthers. Um, 22 is where I have the Giants. I know you're going to have them higher than 22, I bet. Um, <laughs> you're, you're really high on them now. Um, Danny, I like Danny Dimes, but I don't I don't know if he'll, he'll be the guy. We, we need to see. They get Saquon back, Kenny Galladay. They've got a true number one receiver, and their receiving core is looking kind of nasty right now. The O-line is looking weird. Um, they traded – or not traded, but they let go. Their, their best O-lineman, Zietler. Um, they're getting Nate Soldier back from from the opt out last year, and you know another season of development for Andrew Thomas. They brought in Rudolph to to be the backup to Evan Ingram, and, and you know their defense is pretty good. You know I actually am not no I'm, I'm I like their defense. Their defense line is good with Dexter Lawrence, and um, 
Leonard Williams, obviously, the linebacking core with Blake Martinez. They've got a loaded secondary now. Lo- you know, the corners, um, James Bradbury, who had a breakout season, and Notary Jackson. You've got Logan Ryan, Jabril Peppers, um, Xavier McKinney, all three safeties. They're, they're, their secondary is looking good. I like where the Giants are, but it's another team where there's so much, like, upheave on, like, there's a lot of change on that roster currently, and it comes down to Danny Dimes, and it's another scenario, like with like with the Sam Darnold scenario, where I believe they could win. Danny Dimes could take them far, but I'm not willing to just say at this point. I'm not willing at this point. I'm not willing to say that he will take them far, and I kind of want to see it. Um, so then at 21 is what do you know? A third scenario, just like the two before, um, the New Orleans Saints. Um, it, yeah, it comes down to Jameis this year. And I, I love Jameis. I do. I really like Jameis Winston, but I need to see it. And he's the biggest one that I need to see because I have no clue. what I, The other two, I kind of am going to get. You know, if Darnold's going to be good, he's going to probably have more of a conservative play style. Danny Dimes. Danny Dimes is going to be good. He's going to cut down on the turnovers and be a gunslinger. I don't know what I'm going to get from Jameis Winston. I don't, I don't have a clue. Because we all knew him as a gunslinger, but he sat for a whole year behind Drew Brees, who is like the opposite of a gunslinger. You know, so it's like I don't know what form of Jameis I'm going to get coming out here. We're, and that's assuming that Jameis will be the QB. It could be Taysom Hill. We all think it's going to be Jameis, but we all thought Jameis would start in place of Drew Brees last season. So I, I think it'll be Jameis, but it's another scenario. And they also lost a lot of pieces. You gotta think, it's not just ja- it's not just Drew Brees that they lost. People don't like tend to not understand. They lost Emmanuel Sanders. Uh, they lost their starting tight end, Jared Cook. Uh, they lost Trey Hendrickson, uh, like 13 and a half sacks. They lost Quan Alexander, Janoris Jenkins. All starters, they're losing. They lost the punter, not that that's that important. But they're, they're losing all of these different starters. It's not just Jameis. It's not just Drew Brees being lost for Jameis. It's, uh, there's a lot of a lot of up in that roster. A lot of players are, are out the doors. And they could be really good still. Don't, don't get me wrong. Jameis could lead them to the playoffs, and they could be a good team. But... Currently, I, I don't know how I feel about them. It's, it's iffy, wishy-washy. So from 24 to 21, Raiders, Panthers, Giants, and Saints for me. So we had a, we have a very different set here. <clears throat> so at 24, I have the Bengals, a team you had lower. Uh, I have them a little bit higher, mostly just I'm not really like I don't think Joe Burrow is ever going to be a superstar in the NFL. But I don't think he's going to I don't think he's going to be bad. And I think he, that's a guy where he has a very we've said this a lot, a very high floor and a relative, like a pretty like mid-level ceiling, you know. I don't think he's ever going to be some superstar, but he's not going to be bad. He's always going to. He's never going to be the leader in the NFL and in, in turnovers. <clears throat> Coming back and off an injury and whatever, you know, you lost players. They the off season was was a little bit uh, disappointing. They they got a like a little bit better according to the index chart. <laughs> I might have to I might have to send it to you so you can put it on Instagram posts didn't just say that. that's my all my reasoning because it's pretty much everything um but it's laid out in a nice manner anyway <clears throat> the Bengals definitely added the defense pieces like they lost players and whatnot like they lost some big players they lost Lawson and they lost Jackson and those are both players that I think are, are good but you know I, I I think they're I don't think 24 is that out of otherworldly so 23 this is where I have the Dallas Cowboys I don't know if you actually already said them or not I don't think so I think pretty low so <clears throat> they were pretty much dead center. They didn't really change their roster seemingly much, uh, according to this index. I'm not even. I'm not even sure if they made any crazy big moves. I know they lost Alden Smith and they I, lost um, Shelby Awuzie. Well, Shelby Awuzie. That's the defense was already really bad. So <laughs> you know, yeah. like 
their offense is, is still really good. And but it, that is it, that's all it is. Their offense is really good. Their offensive line is really starting to age. Um, and with that, they really didn't they didn't add anyone there. I just I hate like I really think they just need to invest draft capital into the defense. And that's why I pretty much every mock draft sit like um, scenario that I make has them drafting defense first. Like it's always mm-hmm. for defense first. No way they're drafting anything other than defense. <laughs> and you know, there's there's a lot of certain. Uh, anyway, we're not, this is not a draft episode, but <laughs> um, that's the thing. Their offense is uh, can put up 38 a night, but the, the other team can put 40 on them, and it doesn't matter. So <laughs> I yeah. have them a lot lower than others, and it's not because I don't I don't think the team's good, and I don't think the team's going to be good next year. I had them having 11, 12 wins last year, and being the first team in the NFC in our prediction series, but. Uh, obviously that didn't happen and um, I have to be a little more realistic this year and pre before the, before the draft the post free agency this is where I think I have them certainly a little bit out um, out of left field but that's what I was that's what I was feeling so 22 this is where I have the Bears this is rough because I've I've said this a lot I really don't think Andy Dalton's going to be that good for for Chicago next year um, they still have the the same pretty much the same exact wide receiver core, <laughs> and Allen Robinson came back in the franchise tag, which no one really liked, and I don't think he liked it as much either. And I don't think I don't know. I'm assuming that's not going to make him. Like, you know, you're not going to play less, like less motivated, if you know what I mean. I'm not saying mm-hmm. that's going to happen. It's, it just feels like this team took a step back, and the defense has gotten statistically worse. Um, since their crazy good year, they're still a good defense, and I still think the Bears' defense is really good. This is the exact opposite of the Cowboys because their defense can stop you at keep you under twenty points a game, but their offense can't put up twenty one. <laughs> so what are you gonna do about it? You know, yeah. um, Montgomery, you're gonna be force feeding Montgomery a lot, especially if uh, any Dalton experiment goes how I think it is going to. And I just don't think it's going to go that well. Maybe that's just me. I don't think I'm not really that high on Chicago's offensive line either. So I don't know. Uh, no, I don't think Chicago's going to be bad again. This, I don't, I don't think Chicago's a bad team, but just at this point in their, the roster, I think they have a lot of, I think they have a lot of work to do in the draft. And I think they have a lot of work to do overall, <laughs> but um, 21, the 49ers. I, did you already say the 49ers? No, you said they have the 49ers oh, really yeah. high. Yeah. I had them pretty high. I told you this is where it gets really different. Um, 49ers, they, you know, right now they have Sherman, Sherman's like pending and uh, they signed uh, the Sheriff, not Sheriff. Um, they shined their offensive line into a huge deal. Uh, Would be the Trent Williams. I, I'm drawing a blank right now on the Trent 49ers. Williams. <laughs> Technically, according to this, the index graph, of course, got to reference it. They took a small step back. Um, and I, overall, I think it's a team that's starting their, their veterans are starting to get a little, like starting to play a little bit worse and their, their Super Bowl window is certainly fading, but getting Nick Bosa back next year and whatnot. I don't know. This is, this is one's, this one's weird. And I'm not really sure looking back at it, if this was a, what I meant to say or not, because this doesn't really make a lot of sense, but, <laughs> um, and then 20 of the saints, which you had pretty close to here. I think you went have at 21 for pretty much the same reason you got Winston, in all likelihood, Winston will be the starter. But we don't know what we have in Winston at this point. Um, he certainly was exciting and electric whenever he played for the Buccaneers last. And the few plays that he came in, he threw a touchdown the last year on, like, maybe three attempts on the year, he threw a touchdown. So, like, obviously that's some some smoke and mirror plays. But yeah, so 
overall, I think they took a, a big. I think they lost a lot of starters. They lost Cook, who I think a really good tight end. I think um, I'm very high in Derek Cook, um, Malcolm Jenkins, Emmanuel Sanders, all these good quality players, uh, uh, players that like made this team like very well rounded, turned into very top heavy. And I'm not sure how I like the Saints at this point, especially post Drew Brees. There's a lot of a lot of roster m- movement at the moment. So my last four teams. Oh, that might have been five. I might have went one over, which if I did, that's my fault. Um, Bengals, Dallas, Bears, 49ers, and Saints. Yeah, I went one too many, so sorry about uh, that. Well, you got two. Just go three next time. We'll even it out. That's what I'll do. Um, so at 20 for me is where I have the Bears. Um, uh, okay. I think it was wild for having them that low. I, no, guess I had them pretty low as well. Different. Just because, you know, I think they did down- downgrade with Andy Dalton and, you know, downgrade from – Mediocre eight and eight would more, you know, would put them at around the around this. But I don't think they downgraded much, but it was it was a downgrade, and they, they may trade Hicks still. I know Akeem Hicks had requested to, to be traded a while back. Oh, they lost they lost their best corner, Kyle Fuller. Um, Allen Robinson's unhappy. There's just a lot of a lot, a lot of weird stuff going. On. They lost Cordero Patterson. Um, a lot a lot of weird stuff going on in, in Shy Town. Um, so I mean twenty. There's not much I can really say. 19, I've got the Washington football team, who honestly I could move a little bit higher, but uh, I'll, I'll keep them here. Fitz, Fitz Magic, um, you, know, you never count Fitz Magic out. Antonio Gibson, I lo- I'm really high on Scary Terry, as you know. Curtis Samuel, um, very stu- one of the best, if not the best, defensive line in football. Um, holy moly. And now they've got a duo of two great corners with William Jackson and Kendall Fuller. Um, that defense will be scary next season for sure. Top five defense locked in, in my opinion. Um, and I like where the offense is. I, I, I could definitely move Washington up a little higher, but um, I've got them at 19. I've got the Patriots at 18. Um, I don't – they made a lot of moves, and everyone uh, likes, loves to say how amazing their offseason was just because they made a lot of moves. Really, they moved forward. Like, they got better, but – it was it really worth it for all like was it really worth it to give up that much money for Kendrick Bourne and Nelson Aguilar? Was that really worth it? Did you really need to pay two tight ends? You know, it's just like, just like random stuff. Like I I don't know if they're I don't know if this really turned them into like a playoff team. I don't think it did. Eighteen for the Patriots, and then seventeen is where I have the Cowboys higher than you, a decent bit higher than you actually. Um, just because they you know they were a game out of the playoffs last season with Andy Dalton. You bring in Dak Prescott, who is on pace to throw for well over 5,000 yards. Um, I think they get a lot better. I think they get a lot better. I think um, the O-line, while it is very old and aging, I think they're going to have some time in the offseason to recuperate, get their bodies more healthy than they were. They're going to hopefully, or they'll at least be back for the start of the season. Um, and defensively, like, yeah, you, you know, they, they did lose um, a woozy, but they will be getting Trayvon Diggs back, who has missed a lot of time with injury. Um Hopefully, Vander Ash will not be missing any more time. Jalen Smith, um, Demarcus Lawrence is still there, obviously, and there's still some younger guys there. The defense will be bad if they're going to win any games. It's going to be you know offensive blowouts, but I think they're they're in the capacity to do that. So I've got the Bears at twenty, uh, Washington football team at nineteen, Patriots at eighteen, the Cowboys at seventeen. As we get as I finish half of my my power rankings. Yeah, I thought it was. I thought I was some crazy man for having some of these teams these low, but you had them just just like two or three higher. So yeah, <laughs> maybe I'm just just a little bit out there today. But <clears throat> so at 19, I had the Panthers here, so a little, a little bit higher than you. You had them at around let me 
thirty. No, yeah, but you had him at twenty six. If I took a wild guess, is that right? Panthers, I had at twenty three. <sighs> okay, a little bit, a little bit off. But I had him at sixteen. I was, I mean, at nineteen. I was high on their off season. Um, Darnold, I'm. I really think Darnold can can come in and elevate this team. Uh, you know, obviously, as you mentioned, he has been a bottom three starter in the NFL in the past couple years. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, I, I'm not really sure. Like, this is something I, I like. I heard and I made a lot of sense. People like defend Sam Darnold for literally no reason, and it's like he's not been a good starter in reality. <laughs> that is and, true. You know, but I, I I am with those people. I, <laughs> yeah, I defend I, Sam I, Darnold. I, that's what I, I see that stuff all the time. It's like Sam Darnold was like one of like had a butt ton of turnovers at USC. And I was like a top three pick and has a butt ton of turnovers in the NFL. But everyone's quick, so quick to defend him. But like I'm quick to defend him. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I just think he's he's very talented and you see the flashes there. He's just mm-hmm. put in a position where he has absolutely no defense. He has little to no help offensively. And bad coaches, you know. He's never even the, been in a culture that's like thought about winning. Like he's yeah. never been in a culture that like the thought of winning ever even popped into their stratus of their mind. Like, yeah, and it's like once per game you'll see him just make like an unbelievable throw, just out yeah. of the blue. He'll just like randomly toss an absolute dime cross body from the opposite direction, running. It's like you definitely see flashes from Sam Darnold. You'd love to see a little bit more flashes, but there's always stuff there. Yeah, and that's why I'm. You got Matt Roll, a co- a real development sort of coach, and Darnold is still really young. You got a sick wide receiving core. You got a mm-hmm. sick running back in Christian McCaffrey, and you got a sick young defense. I'm I'm hopping on the Carolina train again, uh, but <laughs> anyway, it's so their 19. I have the Dolphins at 18. So the defense is definitely really good, but <clears throat> I'm thinking about this. And I, again, I didn't think of this, but you know, people only have career years once. Xavier Cow- Howard is not going to go out there and pop off and have all these turnovers again next year. I don't He'll know, man. Be- He's not going to have ten turnovers, but he did lead the league in interceptions just like two years ago as well. Or yeah, three years like, ago it was, and then took yeah. the season off, and then came back and led it again. Yeah, but you look at the team. The wide receiver core isn't that top. Isn't top tier. There's a lot of question marks around to us still. Running back room is really, really pretty awful. Um, the defense is definitely the bright spot with a really, really good secondary. Um, but the line and like the linebackers are just like, especially now that the noise gone. Yeah, I don't. You know, it's it hasn't been a great offseason for Miami. It hasn't been the offseason that I wish they would have had to continue this forward momentum they have. But you know, they're still a good team. And I'm, I'm still pretty high in Miami. I still think he was going to come out. And this is a proven year for him in reality. I think he's going to prove the haters wrong and go them ball out, um, hopefully. And then even, before, even the wide receiver core last year, I was pretty high on. With the month of Parker, he kind of let me down. He didn't really have too good of a year. But even no one on the offense really had a crazy good statistical year. They did what it needed to get done with how good of a defense they had. So, yeah, Vince is 18. Mm-hmm. Titans at 17, which is uh, maybe a little bit mi- middle of the road here. So uh, they lost a lot of starters. And that's the thing, you know, a lot of defensive starters, like the secondary and stuff. King, um, uh, safety slash cornerback, like combo name slips my mind at the moment. Um, he went with the Giants, I'm pretty sure. Jackson. 
Yeah, Dora Jackson. That was not the person I was thinking of, but either way, <laughs> either way, they lost. Even so, they lost Chevy and Clowney, which isn't a big deal. Um, they lost Johnny Smith, who's a big end zone. Like he caught a lot of touchdowns last year. Um, it was a big part of the offense. It seems like they lost a lot of players, and they didn't really do much to supplement that. So this is this is post free agency. So it's you know they still have time to fix these things. Yeah. But they, I think. According to the index, they they were the fourth, fifth um, team that got the worst. <laughs> if that makes any sense, so that just that just shows a lot to me. You know, it's not just me that like the stats kind of back it up. That this uh, <laughs> this Titans team did, did take a step back. Um, so let's see, that's one, two, three, one, two, three. So that that will be my last team since I actually did one the last time. So. So from there would be Saints, Panthers, Dolphins, and Titans all the way up. Yep, yep. So at 16, as much as it pains me to say it, this is where I have the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm probably lower than you. At 16, I'm going to have the Steelers. Just because they're thus far, they have the draft, and they can change things. And I believe that when they draft, hopefully Najee Harris in the first round, um, things will change, and they'll be a lot better. Um, and then hopefully they go a lineman after that and try to get themselves better. But they're, they have had quite possibly in my uh, like a bottom five off season. It has been atrocious. Um, luckily, they got Juju Smith-Schuster recent small one year deal, um, but they lost so many starters defensively. Like obviously, we know they lost Dupree, they lost Mike Hilton, they lost Steve Nelson. They're all very very important pieces to this defense, especially, and they're just. They're just dropping like flies out here. You, you know what I mean? The, the depth is all gone. Offensive line. Pouncey retired. You lost Filer. Uh, it just Everything is crumbling. You're losing Villanueva. Life is crumbling around you. And for the most likely what will be Big Ben's last ride, um, <laughs> things are looking bleak. Um, to, and, and I believe that they will be better when they draft Najee Harris, and I will rank them better than 16th, I'm sure, whenever they draft Najee Harris. But for now, I think they're kind of a middle-of-the-pack football team. Um, at 15, a team that I'm high on, we all know, the Minnesota Vikings. Um, I love Kirk Cousins as a, as a player. I think, he's, I think he's a lot better than people give him credit for. I, Dalvin Cook is my favorite running back in the league. I think he's probably top four or five best running back in the league. They've got Jefferson, who's just, oh my goodness, is that kid amazing? Uh, Thielen, another Pro Bowl caliber guy. They got rid of Rudolph, and but I, I'm high on Irv Smith. I think he'll be able to match, if not exceed, the production of Kyle Rudolph in the past couple seasons. Um, they're getting my one of my favorite players, Daniel Hunter, back into the lineup for the season. More edge rushing there. I think Barr's back. I just think overall they're they're a team full of younger guys that will continue to improve, and then they get other guys back from injury. I think they're going to be better than what they were last year. They're just going to build on that. Um, at 14 is where I have the Titans. Like you said, they lost so many pieces. They lost Malcolm Butler and Adoree Jackson in the secondary. They lost Davian Clowney, Corey Davis, who is a humongous piece of that offense, as well as Johnny Smith, who's also a humongous piece of that offense. But I can't rank them too low when you have Derrick Henry on your teams. And with They'll be getting back Taylor Lewan, an absolute stud of an offensive tackle. So, you know, obviously, things are going to, Derek Henry will be very happy about that. And though I think they will take a step back without Corey Davis and Johnny Smith being able to take pressure off of Derek Henry and AJ Brown, um, I still think they'll be, you know, a relatively decent team. And then 13, I have the Dolphins. Um, a little higher on them than Tua Tagovailoa had a lackluster rookie season. And like you said, their, their running back room is pretty bad. But then, you know, healthy Devontae Parker is a lot better than what we saw last season. Um, I'm Preston Williams will be back from injury. 
Um, Albert Wilson will be back from opting out. Alan Hearns will be back. It will still have Grant, Mike Jasicki. Um, and defensively, they're amazing. Uh, like you said, their secondary is great with Xavier Howard and Byron Jones. Traded for uh, Pro Bowl caliber middle linebacker Bernardrick McKinney. I was re- I'm really high on Emmanuel Ogba this season. I actually voted him to the Pro Bowl. Um, well, just, just, it just, the, the defense was so amazing last season for, for Miami. Just, just so able to, to create takeaways and, and capitalize off of them. I think you know just another year of development because pretty much all the main pieces on that team are very young. So another year of development uh, will, will definitely be good for for the Dolphins in that sense. So um, from sixteen to thirteen, uh, the Steelers, Vikings, Titans, and Dolphins. Yeah, I have the Steelers quite a bit higher, to be honest. But this is another this is another really different <laughs> set here. So at sixteen, I have the Vikings, just one lower than you. Yeah, I think. The team is very talented. I do like. I wish they could have retained Kyle Rudolph, but I'm, I'm very high in Kyle Rudolph. But um, I understand that his cap casualty, and uh, he's a little bit older. Smith is a very talented young tight end there, so you're not losing. You know, you know the production isn't just going to evaporate <clears throat> from the yeah. tight end room. He had a lot of two tight end sets. Um, so yeah, a really talented offense, and then the, they have you know some really. Oh, they, they got, oh my goodness, it's always the late nights. Or it will get to me, and I can't yeah. remember names of the the, yeah. <laughs> the very talented Arizona Cardinal oh, veteran cornerback Peterson, Peterson, Peterson. Yes, <laughs> um, which for some reason when, when I I saw that they did that, and then like a couple minutes later I saw it in like a free agency tracker Instagram account. I did it, but they like I just scrolled past it, and I just saw it was purple and yellow, and I thought he went to the Ravens. Even though I just read it, so I was like, I was like, wow, like, like that's a big deal. And for like months, I thought that he went to the Ravens, and then just because I saw it, like again, I saw that like as a big, like underrated offseason move or something. And I was like, well, uh, that makes me a lot happier. I just fan. <laughs> because that would have been a crazy, for one, that would have been absolutely stacked, stacked out the wazoo secondary. From the, uh, there's no reason that the Ravens would need him, so I don't know why that didn't like click something in my mind. Either way. Yeah. Um, Vikings at 16. I have the Giants at 15, quite a bit higher than you. So there's the, the roster is not perfect by any means. There's lots of questions on defense. Um, the offensive line is very weird, as you mentioned. But wide receiver core is really good. A, a top five tight end room in the NFL with a pro bowler. Um, and then Kyle Rudolph, obviously. Um, but Roy Jackson is a, is a nice secondary addition there. Dalton. If, um, Tomlinson, I think they signed Dalvin Tomlinson. Uh, you know, a nice solid defensive lineman there. Uh, certainly, no, they got by no means. Okay, never mind. That's not good. Uh, <laughs> but either way, <laughs> they were moving what? down to twenty-two. Moving back down to twenty-two. Moving down to twenty-two. Nah, it's not that big of a deal. The <laughs> the um, the index chart had them as the third most improved team um, post free agency, and. Uh, I can't argue. I really their offensive. I really like their offseason. Wait, who, who did they have at number one? Interesting. They had the uh, Cardinals at number one, actually, by okay, a wide okay. margin. Um, yeah, I like that. Yeah. So at 14, I have Washington, a team that you mentioned quite a while back at this point. Um, I like Fitzpatrick is an awesome signing. Fitzpatrick is a, this is a storyline uh, for the ages, for one. This is the, the Washington football team, a, a wonky name. A wonky, kind of a wonky roster, very good defense with silly Chase Young 
and scary Terry McLaurin and Adrian, not Adrian Peterson anymore. Never mind. That would have been very funny. Um, but it's, it's all these like it's such a high kind of high personality guys. They're not like they all, they're all like funny. You know, like you can tell like, it's the Washington football team locker room is a fun time. I don't know if this is just me. But the guy, it's hilarious. It's magic. Um, who's just this this older experienced guy is going to come in, and even though. You know, obviously, I don't know if it's that much of an upgrade over Alchemist. Like, I think, like, statistically-wise, I think he, he will be. <laughs> but, like, winning games-wise, I'm not under, like, I don't know. I'm not sold that it's going to be winning. But then they're going to win a bunch of games. But their defense is going to be really good. Um, and their, their offseason was good. And I really like the signing, obviously. So, so I have them at 14. And then at 13, I have sort of the Seahawks quite a bit. Oh, wow. Quite a bit. Um, so they actually, according to the index, actually improved um, more than the average team. They were like fifth or sixth most improved team. Well, I don't know. <clears throat> I didn't. I didn't like it. I don't know. Like, this is a this is a gut feeling here. And something about the Seahawks this offseason just seemed like they didn't really get better. Yeah, they didn't. They lost. You know, Alden Smith would have been a big addition. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, but but you know they they still don't have this. The great defense. Um, the line still has questions. Russell Wilson, there was questions he might want out, and obviously that they, they never really came to fruition. Um, but it's, it was a weird off season, and I, did, I feel like there's a rift coming between Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson, and I just I can't see this ending well. It's obviously a very yeah. talented team, but it just yeah. it isn't clicking in my head. And this is this is a really out there one because it is it's a very it's a very talented team. I think. They could easily be a lot higher, but this is like this is a bad feeling here for me. Yeah, I'm not really surprised when I had them there, but I like who it. knows what that. Means. I like it. I like it. Um, I do have them a, a decent bit higher. You'll you'll see them later, but um, I guess uh, my twelve my twelfth team um is a team that didn't do that well this season, but I am very high on them and their future. Um, the L.A. Chargers at twelve for me. <laughs> Um, with uh, Justin Herbert, the man, the myth, the legend, the rookie of the year. Um, yeah, he'll be back. He'll basically have his entire offensive crew back apart from Hunter Henry, which is obviously a big loss, but you pick up. You're, you really bolstered the O-line with, with Corey Lindsley and the all-pro first-team center, Corey Lindsley, as well as Matt Filer. And then uh, the, the defense, though, it, it, t- it took a couple hits. Casey Hayward, Desmond King are out. Melvin Ingram will most likely be out. We we, we don't actually know, though. Um, it's still, you know, you're going to have Joey Bosa, hopefully, for the season. We'll see if we'll be able to get um, Derwin James for a full season, finally. And I just, I'm so high on Justin Herbert. I think that his development is just will be through the roof, and he'll just continue to lead this team. And they, they were in every single game last season. Like, they were just blowing the leads. Like, I feel like that's something that comes with time and experience from Justin Herbert. You're going to start winning those games. Like, you're going to start winning those games. You're not going to blow every single fourth quarter lead. You're going to start winning those games. And I think that's where we're going to start to see it this season to have them at number 12. 11, another young team that I'm high on, the Cardinals. Um, they just missed the playoffs last season. They're going to – I believe they'll make it this season. Um they lost Kenyon Drake, bringing James Conner, so kind of uh, maybe a little bit of a negative swap, largely a lateral swap, I would say. Um, bringing AJ, AJ Green, which is going to be good around postseason playoff time. JJ Watt coming in to rush the edge after you lose to Son Reddick. Um, it, it's you know it's still a good team. You're going to get Chandler Jones back, uh, one of the best edge rushers in the league when healthy. Um, they re-signed Marcus Golden. Isaiah Simmons will hopefully 
uh, see the field a little bit more. But really, Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins, another year for that connection to get going is just going to be very, very, very helpful. Um, the Cardinals 11. Now we crack into the top 10 with a team that um, we're both pretty high on. I don't know if you have them here or not. Um, the Colts, I have at 10th. Um, I, we, I love Carson Wentz, I believe. When he's not, when he's going to sit a winning culture like he is right now, with he's not going to have to play any hero ball. He's going to have a very good roster around him. Um, I think you're going to see Carson Wentz succeed and be a Pro Bowl caliber quarterback. They're going to be a very good, solidified playoff lock type of team. Because um, yeah, I'm high on Carson Wentz, and I think he's going to be able to elevate like he did when when the Philadelphia Eagles were somewhat of a stable organization at one point. So um, Colts at 10, and then at 9, you have them all the way like towards the bottom. At 9 is where I'm going to have the 49ers. All the yeah. way top 10 in ninth place, just because you think just two years ago, this is pre-draft, obviously, so they you know stuff could happen, but just two years ago they were in the Super Bowl, and then last year they were 6-10, and 10, right? They were 6-10, no, but you got to think it's because of the injuries, right? Like Jimmy G was out all year, basically, Right, Mostert was on and off the field. Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk on and off the field. George Kittle out most of the year. Um, you know, the offensive line missed time. Nick Bosa out for the season. Richard Sherman only played a few games. Um, so many, so many injuries for the for the Niners. And just coming into the season, they won't have those injuries. You know, the injuries should should be healed at least most of them. And that's just they you you know hopefully the I'm not going to say they're going to be another Super Bowl team again, but I'm just saying that they can. They could get back to that caliber of football where they're a top-ten football team. So um, from 12 to 9, Chargers, Cardinals, Colts, 49ers. All right, that's, that's good. We have a, we have a closer than, than most here uh, in the past. The, the, our uh, power rankings have started to branch off pretty different at this point. Um, to 12, I have the Patriots, a team you had a little bit lower. I think the, the Patriots coaching staff, knows what they're doing, and although they got these players, they obviously got the targeted players specifically that they think are going to fit the system well. Kendrick Bourne and Aguilar are both uh, what I'd consider to be the speed or deep threats that Cam kind of likes two nice tight ends. He obviously likes Olsen. Now he has two big bodies that he can target, um, you know, and they can utilize in different ways. And, you know, obviously the Patriots are known for being able to use like, utilize tight ends in better uh, fashion than most. Yeah, the defense certainly they a lot of players come back from the top house and stuff. Uh, there's questions here for the, the Patriots, but I, I'm pretty on the Patriots next year. I mean, I think their team is going to be fun to watch either way. It's going to be cool to see this dump of money into free agency and what it can do. Um, in conclusion, I mean, in addition to the draft, it can be it can be a very interesting and fun team to watch next year. But or it could be ugly if uh, Cam plays like a bum. But I, I don't yeah. think Cam's going to play like a bum. Yeah. <laughs> who knows who knows honestly so i love when i have the colts one lower than you i'm very high on their defense and their offensive line is extremely good obviously a really nice running back room that um i am i've always found very uh, deep and they, they utilize each player and their strengths very well between um jonathan taylor and his pretty much pure like running ability and you've got uh, mac is coming back um, who's kind of a, a mix. He's a very good receiver out of the backfield, but he can also, he's a pretty shifty guy and um, a more of an all-around back. I feel like he's a, he's a great break tackler. I hope they can utilize him in a better manner. Mm-hmm. Well, have been year, but. <laughs> and then the other guy, um, I had on my free, my fantasy team. Uh, was it Jordan Wilkins? No. Um, I, his, his, his name was coming to me, but I 
I forgot this one. Name Hines. Um, Name Hines. Yes, I was. Anyway, I was thinking of of um, not. I couldn't get Nasha Harris out of my mind, so I knew his. I knew his first name started with an N. Either way, I, it's it's twelve thirty, and it's been kind of a long week. And as yeah. you can tell, I'm a little excited as I cannot remember a single name. Honestly, if you ask me what my name was, I might not remember it at this point. <laughs> um, but I think I think their offensive their offense could really go off next year. I really hope they can. I was hoping to snag uh, a top tier wide receiver. They weren't mm-hmm. unable to do that because they franchise tag who a perfect fit. Honestly, in my prediction, they um, uh, I don't know franchise tag, so it, it didn't work out. But maybe Bateman is is there at their pick, which would be nice. Or like, I mean, I don't think Waddle's going to fall, fall that far. Or maybe it's right up. I'm not going to predict it or put it in my mock draft, but maybe it's right up for uh, Waddle or or Smith. No, that's way too far. But either way, <laughs> um, Colts are, are a good team that I'm really impressed with. I think Wentz can come in and have a good year. But like you said, um, with players pass, I'm not just going to give that to him. Obviously, you have him at 10, like you had him, or maybe even higher because the Colts did play well last year with a, an aging, very aging Philip Rivers. Mm-hmm. But almost a historically bad year. And if he started the whole year, it probably would have been historically bad at the rate he was playing. And I, you're absolutely right with the hero ball. And the positions he was put in, he had he had to make the, he had to try and make the throws. And they the interceptions. But um, I don't know. He looks cool in a Colts uniform. I like the vibe from the Colts right now. Um, I have to see 10. Very, but I'm, you know, the, the bias is real. The bias is very real for me. Um, gotta do what you gotta so ben, do. Ben's coming back. It's it's one last ride for Ben. And although they lost a relatively high amount of defensive starters, they got a Lulu. They they were retained a Lulu, which is huge um, for run defense. Some relative pass rush from him too. Tyson Lulu is a great all around player. <clears throat> you were able to keep that. <clears throat> you were able to keep um, a few a few linebackers there. I was hoping they'd be able to bring back the guy they traded for um, the Jets. Avery Williamson. Uh, who, and I was hoping they get him too, um, but Bush is coming back. Devin Bush is coming back, and he's probably going to change his number to a single-digit number. And he's going to look yeah. so cool flying around in a single number. I might have to buy. I might actually buy one. And if he if he comes out next year and plays a high level, I'm going to buy a single-digit. If we if Juju switches sick. his number and and we re-sign him, I'll buy a new Juju jersey. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not going to buy. I'm staying away from Juju this year from buying a, jer- a Juju jersey. Um, yeah, I'm not going to buy because, another jersey unless he gets a long-term contract. Yeah. Um, Watt's coming back, and he's going to be mad as I'll get out. We got snubbed for DPOI, along with Minka. The whole defense the, – the defense was able to lose – they lost solid players. But there is some depth there. Just, sadly, just in lane, a player who I thought was pretty good. He got arrested um, earlier today. Um, yeah. But I, I, he might have – I got to play a lot, but I think James Pierce is probably going to come in and play more. Uh, the un- undrafted rookie from some like really small school in Utah. Either way, he um, the coaching staff is really high on James Pierce, so I, he's probably going to get to play a lot more. Especially if Justin Lane is in prison, he's going to play a lot more. So, <laughs> um, like there's up there. Now this is a lot of bias. I really think the Steelers are going to come up. This is a real prove it year. Ben's last ride. Gotta give it your all and. I'm, you know, James Conner, like, the loss of James Conner, he's been injured most of the time anyway. It's not really going to be affecting that that much. Um, so, nine, I have the Ravens. So, I obviously have the Ravens higher. So, their their frequency wasn't really, like, 
it was exactly the middle of the road. Apparently, their uh, <laughs> their um, improvement index was zero on the dot. They did not improve or decrease their their quality this year. I'm, I'm sure it'll probably be different after they they traded away. Um, oh, they're, they're yeah, but either way, <laughs> either way, they're a great team. And as you mentioned, they're they're honestly at this point. I mean, they could. They're a sleeper team for a, to be in the Super Bowl this year. Very sleeper team because they're they're kind of getting expected because they can, last year they disappointed to an extent and now everyone kind of thinks they're not as good as they are. And although as I like to, I love the hate on the Ravens. It's one of my favorite pastimes. Um, they're still a very good team. And although they didn't improve or decrease, I I, I had to throw them there. Lamar mm-hmm. Jackson, a very electric MVP winning quarterback. So for sure, um, they're for nine. Sure. So. Patriots, Colts, Steelers, and Ravens. That was a long. That was a lot of rambling. Uh, <laughs> um, so eight is where I have Baltimore, um, which actually means that we both have the same. I I thought I thought that I was gonna maybe you you might ridicule me for having Cleveland at number one in the AFC North, but I guess you do as well. So, <laughs> yeah, I do. At this so, point. So yeah, we know the ball. So yeah, um, we both we all the same. We had the same rankings of our AFC North thus far. Um. I've got the Ravens at eight. Um, I'm still very high on Lamar. You know, people people counted him out after this season. You know, they acted like he's not a good QB because he's not putting up crazy passing yards and passing touchdown numbers. Um, Lamar is, is a great QB. Um, obviously, the running game is amazing. Uh, Mark Andrews is very good. Hopefully, they can get something going in the receiving core. I don't really think they're going to get Ronnie Stanley back. You know, they trade out Orlando Brown for Kevin Zietler, and they're getting another first round pick. Like like we talked about a little bit before, there's a chance that they could trade up maybe in the first round for a receiver because they have two first round picks currently. Um, we will see how that's going to work out. Um, they went out and got Sammy Watkins. They lost Matt Judon, which is tough because now really Calais Campbell was their only edge rushing threat currently. But their secondary is amazing. You know, Marcus Peters, Marlon Humphrey, Chuck Clark. Um, great. Their linebacking core is pretty good. I like where the, the where the Ravens are seven, eight. Seven is where I'm gonna have the Browns. Um very successful season last year. I was very high on them, you know, the last the second half of the season last year. Um, they ended up obviously winning a playoff game versus the Steelers, and I think they only got better in the offseason. The the biggest holes, the the two biggest holes they had were edge rusher alongside Miles Garrett and uh, safety. And they went out and they signed John Johnson the safety, and they just signed the other day Jadavian Clowney to edge rush um, alongside Miles Garrett. They uh, they filled their two biggest needs. They've got the best O line in football, in my opinion. They've got two great receivers, two great running backs. Yeah, two good, two good tight ends. The Denzel Ward's very underrated. A lot of pieces on that. The 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 Browns are another like low key like deep playoff contender team. Um, at six is where I have the Seahawks. Um, you know, a lot higher than you had them. I'm still high on Russell, and I'm I'm higher on DK Metcalf than you have been historically. Um, Tyler Lockett's still a beast as well. They bring in Gerald Everett to kind of potentially run a, a bit of a dual tight end system. Resigned Carson and, the, and you know the defense. They lost uh, Shaquille Griffin, which was pretty tough. But obviously Carlos Dunlap with another year under the belt. If Alden Smith gets to play this season, though, they will have him brought in. They're, they're bringing in pieces all the time. They're just like lower known pieces. You know, they're, they're still bringing in pieces like every other day, seemingly. But I think the Seahawks are still very good. Six and then at five, we crack the top five. With a team that is like a brand new constructed team, the LA Rams, um, make my fifth my my fifth team overall. Um, 
because they're so they're so talented. You know, they went ten and six with Jared Goff last season and a game of John Walford. Just imagine what they can do with Matt Stafford at the helm with you know Cam Akers with another year under his belt. Robert Woods and Cooper Cup realistically could have both gone for over a thousand last season. Higby. Uh, the O-line, which is pretty solid. They lost a couple defensive pieces, but obviously Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey and guys like um, Darius Williams on that team can still you know, still hold their own and keep that defense afloat, keep that still a very good defense. And I don't know, will it be the number one defense in the league? Probably not, as it was this season, but um, it'll be very stinking good. So, so that, that is a championship contender team, I truly do believe. So from eight to five, uh, the Ravens, Browns, Seahawks, and Rams. Yeah, our top ten has a lot of sh- lots of sh- shaking up here. <laughs> Dare I say? So a lot, lots to discuss. So eight. <coughs> I apologize again. I think I have the Buffalo Bills. So oh wow. They. So according to the next, they actually like got quite a bit worse. Um, and it was a surprise to me. I really didn't see where it all i don't really know like how i guess and, and on, no, they, and they didn't like the the john brown for emmanuel sanders swap i guess yeah i know i like i think that's that's pretty adequate i'd say like john brown's definitely there might be a little bit of, of a downgrade but i wouldn't say it, it's major but um I, they were really good last year oh my goodness i need to drink i'm drinking some of this pierre uh pink pomegranate pink grape mm. Pomegranate. Sparkling water, obviously. It's nothing but sparkling water for the podcast. Um, so, yeah. So, I, I, like, I think the team's so good. Josh Allen obviously still has that, <clears throat> that, 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 you know, he has Stefan Diggs. And, you know, he, you know, honestly, he could still continue to improve. Like, great last year, but it's not, it's not a question that he's going to go out and, and, you know, improve more. <laughs> you, you know, where I'm coming from. I'm, I'm still very high in the bill, even though the, they consider their offseason to be pretty poor. Um, at seven, I had the Arizona Cardinals. So I like their offseason. As I mentioned, they were the highest indexed uh, free agent um, improvements. And I, I don't know if I'm 100%. Like, I definitely think they had a really good offseason. Um, they had a lot of – they added <clears> – <throat> the biggest ones, the, the biggest name is, is J.J. Watt. They added A.J. AJ Green and Probably James Conner. Who? Right, yeah, Rodney Hudson. Yeah, uh, a lot of good signings, and um, it definitely improved the team a lot. The thing was, at the end of the last season, I had the Cardinals around like twelve and thirteen, so I moved them up a lot. <laughs> and I don't know, like this one seems like I don't know. If, I'm not. I'm not. Sure, I'm, not sure, I'm not saying this is me buying into the Cardinals type. I'm saying this is me saying they had a really good off season and made a lot of additions. But I'm not. I'm not sure if it all clicks. I'm, I don't know if I like. AJ Green in particular, like, are you going to give him a lot of like running playing time or like what? It's, it's always so weird, but we'll, we'll get we we'll get to see. But I'm, this is more an acknowledgement that I think they had a really good off season. I'm not sure if this is going to quite to real like on field wins, but I mean, hopefully it does. I think I think the Cardinals are a cool team, and I like Kyler Murray and D Hop and Boo Baker and James Conner. You know, uh, so hopefully they do good. But I'm not I'm not really bought in anything. Mm-hmm. At six, I have the Chargers, so you had the Chargers quite a bit lower. Oh, I had wow. the Chargers very high. I love their offseason. A million times I've said it. I love their offseason, and they are my second favorite team. It's 6A. Uh, I'm coming out as a semi-Chargers fan. 
Herbert is incredibly fun to watch, and I used to be very high. I'm very high on Justin Herbert. Keenan Allen, of course, coming off a very good year. They have, uh, you know, uh, they studified the offensive line with Filer and then Corey Lindsley, maybe the best center in football. Um, the defense got got better. You're, you're having your third one, James, come back. People said he's the, arguably the best safety in football, and all the injuries have kind of derailed that so far. Um, yeah. I, you know, the, the potential's there for him to come back and play really well. Um, and then you lose, you lose Henry. Your Henry, Hunter Henry is your only real loss. And you get someone that in my head is pretty much just as good. I think Cook is pretty much just as good. And you get him at a much, much lower price. Um, so I, I love that. I love the Cook. That's probably my favorite signing of the offseason. I, I can't lie. Hopefully, I really hope he goes out and has a good, really good year. If not, I'm gonna look really stupid because I've I've said a lot how I think this is a great signing, pretty good fit. Um, it's a good fit that is, you know. So Chargers, so my, or I do I have more one more team? Yeah, yeah, one, one two, more. Three. No, I have one more team. The Browns are where I have five, even higher than you. Wow. So they, they were the second most improved team, but I think the Browns were much better than the Cardinals last year. Moving all the way up. Um, more than 10 spots on my rankings, I think. No, there, it wasn't more than 10. I didn't count it up. Let's see. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six. They moved up five spots from last, last year. <clears throat> and as you mentioned, they had Troy Hill, John Johnson, Javion Clowney. Uh, overall, they just they filled the needs. And the team that was like really star-studded before is now a really complete team. And I really, I think they're. It's not a question. They win the AFC North next year in my eyes. I'm not saying anything, and I hope the Steelers win the AFC North really bad. But uh, it's not. It's not a big question. They had a really good offseason so far. Um, yeah. And they're really, they're looking really dangerous. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Cleveland doesn't really have any holes in its roster at this point. Um, uh, top four, top four teams for me. Uh, you've already said this team, uh, Buffalo's four. I'm, I love Buffalo. I'm really high on them. I think Josh Allen's probably a top five QB. Um, their running game is really, really bad, but no, uh, that's an they, that's an issue to be addressed at a later time. Um, Stephon Diggs is Zach Moss. You know, yeah, yeah. Stephon Diggs is an amazing wide receiver. Cole Beasley was an All Pro second teamer. It was it was it worth it? Well, you know, did he deserve it? Probably not, but he was one. They 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 have Emmanuel Sanders now. Was also a very good receiver. Um, Defensively, they're like I said before. They're very they they they're kind of not putting it together currently defensively, but they're very talented. You know, Ed Oliver has potential. Tremaine Edmonds, Tre'Davious White, the two stud safeties, Milano Hughes. You, you know what I mean? It's like the, the all the talent that was there. It's just a means of everybody clicking and, and putting it all together for Buffalo. And that offense is explosive as any offense in the league. So I, I, Buffalo could definitely Buffalo's definitely a, a contender for the AFC. Um, at three, I've got the Packers. Um, MVP A Rod, Aaron Jones comes back, and Devontae Adams is back. Tanya had a breakout season. You'll get back Diari back next season with Elgin Jenkins on the O line. You, you lost Corey Lindsay, which was tough. But defensively, they had a really good season. Uh, the Smith brothers rushing the edge. Jair Alexander submitting himself as a, a top five corner. Yeah, um, just a very good season from from Green Bay last season. Um, made it all the way to the AFC Championship or NFC Championship. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, and then at two, the two and one year, they're they're the Super Bowl teams, the one and the two seed. Give it to you straight. My two is Kansas City. Um, uh, you know, it's just uh, I had to give the Super Bowl winners the one spot. KC Mahomes is the best QB in football. 
Uh, Kelsey's the best tight end in football currently. You know, Tyreek Hill is the fastest man in football. Defensively, they they're you know star-studded. Tyron Matthew, Chris Jones. Uh, it's just they're they're, they're very uh, a very complete team. Their one hole was that they cut Schwartz and Fisher and didn't have a good O line. They go out, they sign Thune, they trade for Orlando Brown, and all of a sudden they don't have holes anymore. And, and Tampa Bay, number one, when you win the Super Bowl and you come out and are able to retain every single important person on that team for the most part, um, you're, you're sticking at the you're sticking at the one seed for me. They're star studded on every level of football. Antonio Brown is really the only starter that has not been yet like brought back from last season's Super Bowl team. So, yeah, there's still a chance that he will get brought back. We'll see on that. But, like, obviously when you don't lose anyone besides your number three receiver, even at worst-case scenario from the Super Bowl winning team, yeah, I have to still keep him at the first spot. So from four to one, Bills, Packers, Chiefs, and Bucks. All right. Um, set four, I have Green Bay. <laughs> so the Packers obviously coming off a really good year. They lost Lindsey Lee, as you mentioned. Um, but overall, really, yeah, a really good team. They didn't really lose that much. So at this point, you're not number four. Like you, you didn't, you know, you're a really good team already, and you just didn't completely throw away your team in the off season. So, you know, obviously, it's obviously I would have liked them again to go out and get Michael Fuller, Justin Schuster. They weren't able to do any of that, but. Mm-hmm. It, it still wasn't a bad offseason. I really <laughs> thought Will Fuller was going to go there, but I was mistaken. I thought it made sense, but it didn't happen. That's so going to mention like the Dolphins, really. That like they also have Will Fuller in their team core. We didn't really mention that, but yeah, I noticed that. I just said that, and I was completely slipped my mind at the moment. But um, so I just, I just uh, said it. Be Rams. I have that number three a lot higher than you. I'm defense dominant. Um, number one at cornerback. Okay, I'm not going to say number one cornerback in the NFL. I almost did it. Number one, arguably the best cornerback in the NFL, is what I was trying to say. You have there, along with a really solid defense all over the place. You have the, you have the best defensive player in the NFL, possibly the best player in the NFL with Aaron Donald. You have, and then you have the sick offensive line. I already said sick too much. A really cool offensive line. I got a really cool offensive line. A really cool offense. Yeah, Darnold. Oh my goodness, what am I saying? Stafford. You have um, Cup and Woods tight ends there. You had their really nice tight end room. Um, it's just overall, I really, it's a really complete team, a star-studded team. And Stafford is just a, the quarterback that can really elevate a team beyond like offensive line. These are the like wide receivers and the weapons. Like you don't have, uh, you don't have a number. Like you don't have. A real star wide receiver. Cooper Cup is really good, but he's no stud wide receiver. He's no top five wide receiver in the NFL. But he, you know, Stafford has played a lot of years without a top five wide receiver in the NFL. He also this has is, played a lot of years with he's a top five receiver in the NFL. Who? Megatron. Yeah, he only played one year with Megatron. Did he really only play one year with Megatron? I need to fa- hold. I need to look at this. I didn't know that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I don't know. Either way, he's he's gonna get treated right. In LA, with a really cool team, um, and this is the whole thing: you can play well on a team, but within the defense, there's absolutely no defense to help you out. He's in a very similar okay. situation too. They they played together from 2009 to 2015, so six years. Okay, never mind. <laughs> well, then I'm I'm very incorrect. He played with one of the best wide receivers of all time, so this is something very new. Uh, he's only had to play with crappy wide receivers for six years or five years. So. <laughs> Either way, the great. I like the fit. 
and uh, it's a great off off season. And um, Rams are one of my favorite teams going into the season. Then I we have finally pretty much the only two teams we have are at the very top: KC at two and the Buccaneers at one. The Buccaneers may have won. We said this. You said this, and it, it makes a lot of sense. They might have won the off season without like not making any major signings. They just went through and re-signed all their stud players, uh, except for Antonio Brown. And that's, yeah, like you said, when you're the big, biggest loss in your free agency is your number three wide receiver, you did a lot right. And I did not think. I, I, thought, I thought they might have been able to bring back like two of their big names, and they were able to bring back every single one of them. Yeah, that's what it came back, down to. Right. I thought, like, even when we did our free agency predictions, like, I was predicting Shaq Barrett to be on the move, Levante Day. I thought there was no way Levante David is back. They brought back everybody. It's nuts. Yeah. So it's a good it's a good culture in Tampa Bay right now. And I'm happy for Tampa Bay fans. It was a really bad culture for a lot of years. So <clears throat> from 32-1, Texans, Lions, Jacksonville Jaguars, Falcons, Raiders, Jets, Eagles – Broncos, Bengals, Cowboys, Bears, 49ers, Saints, Panthers, Dolphins, Titans, Vikings, Giants, Washington, uh, Seahawks, Patriots, Colts, Steelers, Ravens, Bills, Cardinals, Chargers, Browns, Packers, Rams, Chiefs, and former Super Bowl winning team, ending Super Bowl team, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, so I'll give it to you from 32 to 1 as well. Uh, Texans, Jaguars, Eagles, Lions, Jets, Bengals, Falcons, Broncos, Raiders, Panthers, Giants, Saints, Bears, Washington, Patriots, Cowboys, Steelers, Vikings, Titans, Dolphins, Chargers, Cardinals, Colts, 49ers, Ravens, uh, Browns, Seahawks, Rams, Bills, Packers, Chiefs, and the Bucks at number one. So, uh, pretty pretty different lists here. Um, <laughs> yeah, always 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 fun with some discussion, and you can you get to see. As we always talk about when we have different lists like this, you get to see where kind of where our, our priorities lie. See, I was a little bit more wary with uh, teams with like team, teams that I haven't like teams that had a lot more like upheave. I was a little bit more wary of in general, you know, teams where it came down to a QB. I kind of tended on like I wasn't relying on my gut. I just I kind of need to see it first when Joe kind of has a bit of a instinct and, and kind of goes with what he knows. Yeah. So, uh, just, we just see the difference there, but that, 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 there you have it. That, that's what we got for our our uh, pre-draft power rankings. Like I said, at some point uh, before the season, we will be doing like a like a preseason power ranking or what, whatever, some sort of power ranking at some point. Well, you, you you'll you'll see that at some point. Um, but yeah, be on the lookout yep. for our 100th episode coming uh, coming soon to you. You'll see it on Tuesday. We'll do our our, our top ten. Best and worst takes. That'll be a really fun episode to do. And then an uh, episode oh, yeah. I'm looking forward to. It. We're both looking forward to after that, the mock draft. So we'll, we'll go off from there after that. But that'll be – that's definitely something that, that we're both looking forward to. So definitely be on the lookout for those two episodes. Yes, sir. I, I do. I, of course, uh, these are these are late night, late Friday nights after a long week. And, yeah. um, like, I, this is not my best work, obviously. A lot of a lot of forgotten names, more probably more than usual – um, so for, to that, I do have to apologize to you to you to an extent. You know, it's not the end of the world, and uh, Colton's always there to back me up whenever I forget. <clears> you know, like, quizzes coming in here. Yeah. So, I mean, if you don't have any any closing, any uh, final words, I will I do the honors. The honors. We finally get to do it for the first time in a really long time. First time in eighteen I get, days. I get to wish. I almost forgot. I almost did forget. 
I get to wish to you guys that this Colton and Joe show episode actually is the perfect segue to the most awesome weekend of your life. Honestly, this is some nice weather out today. It was a really pretty day. Um, I wore a jacket in the morning, but um, I know I wore a sweatshirt all day and I was sweating. And then I put on a short sleeve shirt um, for track practice after school and it felt really nice. It felt really nice, a nice little bit of river breeze after pretty much sweating all day. It was it was a good it was a good feeling. Um, so you can go out and have fun. Unlike when it was snowing yeah. to it. Yeah. Indeed, indeed. And uh, as you know, he ended off as per usual. So I'll, I'll do the same. Uh, from us here at the Colton and Joe Show, we are peace.